Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to this uh, late night live uh, edition of my uh, YouTube channel. As we uh, adjust the camera here a little bit, you can see a little bit more. There we go. Uh, but yeah, welcome to this live late, late night uh, edition. So if there's any um, hiccups or anything, um, I'm on Google Chrome and, uh, you know, Google Chrome between it and Edge, you know, obviously seems to be the uh, better option, um, if you will. Uh, but yeah, welcome to this uh, video where today, late night here, we're going to talk about, you know, just freelance talk about the 30, not the, well, almost 30, but the 28th anniversary of Sonic Sat AM. Yeah. We're going to talk about the 20th, 28th anniversary of Sonic Sat AM. Um, and believe it or not, in case you guys don't know, today, today, which is now Saturday, it is about 12, 16 uh, a.m., 16 minutes after midnight. Now it's Saturday. On this day, on ABC in 1993, the show debuted. That's right, the show officially debuted. Now it had a bit of a uh, run or a sneak peek, if you will, on uh, TGIF Friday uh, Friday nights, uh, because back then, um, from basically throughout the 70s up until about the uh, mid to late 80s, um, ABC and, you know, networks like ABC, CBS, and for a time, um, you know, for a time, NBC, and even later on Fox, and then, of course, later on WB, would do these, um, you know, uh, Friday night um Sometimes midweek, like Wednesday, oh, excuse me, Wednesday at times, but mostly on Friday nights, they would do these little sneak peeks of the upcoming Saturday morning shows that would debut the next week. Uh, not next week, but the next day. They would debut the next day. And uh, from what I can remember, they, they would get a lot of views. A lot of people would tune in and, and watch them because even though you got like five to ten minutes worth of a sneak peek or something, it was worth it was worth watching. It was worth tuning in to watch because you were getting an idea of what you were in store for. And I've talked about this before, and I'm going to say it again. When this debuted, um, I was in Kansas, and it wasn't just me either. You know, my my family was out there uh, with me. Uh, basically, we were going through uh, some changes. Basically, um, what it was is that initially, the first time in '92, my dad said he had got. He, my dad said that his mom, my late grandmother, um, God rest her soul. I know she's watching from above. You know, his his mother had this property where one of the houses she owned. Uh, you know, the people that used to live there had moved out. And so it was vacant. And she had basically uh, promised my dad, uh, I guess, that we would we would get the house. We would, you know, have the house to ourselves, if you will. And my dad basically made it sound like that, the, made it sound like that the house was going to be, you know, a great place to live in. It was going to be a nice place to to live in and raise a family and, and stuff. And unfortunately, you know, we went there and it wasn't exactly everything it was cracked up to be. And you know, we um, we ended up moving back basically the next day. My my mom basically took me and my sisters and we moved back the next day um, to to California. We drove back. And then the next year, my dad said he had made up for that by getting us a house that was literally across the street from uh, the high school, Topeka High School, where he used to go. And we went, and um, when we went there, uh, the house again wasn't everything it was cracked up to be because the house was, you know, it, it was a, it was a fix. Well, basically. My dad had, um, as I adjust my headset here, uh, my dad had paid some guys to fix it up for us. You know, make it livable. You know, you know, make like I say, make it livable and everything. And uh, these guys basically apparently ripped my dad off. They they conned him. You know, and so we 
ended up going back to the old house that we were at the previous year for 24 hours. Unfortunately, this time it was no 24-hour stay or anything like that. It was not a 24-hour stay uh, whatsoever. And we stayed there for at least six six or so months you know, six, seven months. And then we moved back out to um, California. Um, Afterwards, after we saved up money, my mom had gotten a job, my sisters had gotten some jobs, and they saved up money and they combined it. And my dad was working, he saved up the money he got, combined that, and he said, okay, you know, we'll move back there. But instead of going back with us, he decided he was going to stay back in Kansas because he still wanted to to look for a a place for us uh, to, to live out there. So anyway, when we were out there and how this relates to it is um, basically we we had television. Of course, we had television. We didn't have cable. My dad ended up getting the cable in there like a little after we left. So it was kind of kind of a weird timing. But anyway, we had a, we had cable, we had television still. We had regular over the air. It came in clear and everything. And you know they had a television. Of course, the main television downstairs. I had one in my room, and I think my sisters had one in their room. And um, I would, and I remember tuning in because, of course, they wanted to watch their own thing, but then they watched the same thing I was watching. Um, but anyway, I remember watching uh, the Saturday morning uh, preview, and they were talking about Sonic. And basically, they showed the first, I would say, five minutes worth of of the first episode. And the next day, and it got me excited to the point that the next day, even though I watched it in black and white, because I had a black and white television instead of this color one, go figure, and this was 1993, uh, but I did watch it in color eventually. Um, I think I did watch, I don't know if I did watch it in black, no, I, I watched the, uh, I, I, no, I watched it in color in a replay. I watched it in color on a replay, um, but I remember watching uh, I don't know I don't know did, did I I think I watched it in color I think I did I think I did watch it in color uh, when if, uh the next day but um I remember uh watching watching the preview and it was the first 5 minutes and the one thing that a lot of fans always seem to to not realize is that even though heads or tails is the pilot and you know sometimes the the way the the, the you know the way the um, the listing goes and everything of like what came first because some say Sonic Boom came first, someone say this came first. What came first actually was Supersonic. That's what came first. And I remember that because that's what they previewed on Saturday morning and then that's what they showed the next day. And it wasn't no back-to-back like his Sonic Boom, his Supersonic and all that. No, it was Sonic the Hedgehog, one episode, that was it, and it was Supersonic. And that's what I remember. Now, of course, I was living in Kansas at that time. So, um, you know, things might have been different. Like, you know, with, you know, college football and everything preempting or causing shows and ep- shows and everything to air early. And maybe one, maybe if it's back-to-back episodes, maybe one episode being uh, preempted. Um, maybe it was, Maybe that was the case, too. But I remember it was supersonic. I really do. And I know I'm not alone in that. I know I'm not alone in that because I remember that being the first one I saw. And I tried to watch it as much as I could uh, when it came out on Saturday mornings. Uh, Even when we moved back to California, I tried to watch it. I tried to get up early because, as I've talked about before, the one thing that happened was we we moved back, but we lived with my grandparents, my mom's parents. And we ended up sharing, me, my mom, and my sisters shared basically one room we shared one room so um mainly because uh, my uncle who uh, was not that far away from being getting married um to my now aunt aunt is now his current wife you know my uncle was uh he had his room he had a room to himself and uh, the dogs (laughs) my my grandpa's yorkies uh, had a room to themselves and you know, so uh, basically, we had um, we had the. Here's how it went. It was weird. 
because we had the room next to the bath. What it was is that my grandparents had the room next to the bathroom, and we had the room next to them. And then, like I said, my uncle had his room, which eventually became the dog's room, stuff like that. And um, what happened was um, I would get up every morning, every Saturday morning, I should say, and try to watch the cartoons. But I couldn't do that because we lived with them and it was a little hard to do. Um, sometimes they'd be okay with us watching them. Sometimes we couldn't. You know, um, I, I think I think I was kind of in the same boat as some people I've watched here and heard here on the internet, here on YouTube, to where, you know, they would, you know, try to get up and watch Saturday morning cartoons, but the only way they could do it is, is watch it um, in the parents' room or... Well, basically, if they were sharing a room with their parents, you know, that was was the only way they could watch it or or something. Or they'd have to go into the living room to be told, hey, you know, keep it down while you're watching. You know, that was the only way. And there was a couple of times, I will say this, I I don't know how we did it. It was a couple of times that I did, I was able to watch, I was able to watch some episodes and the way I did it was, um, and like I said, it was very few and in between. I got up on Saturday mornings, snuck into the kitchen, because we had a TV in there, and I would try to watch cartoons. Would I get caught sometimes? Yes. Would my sisters, they would try to watch something, get up early, watch something, would they get caught? Yes. But when, but most times we would you know, do our best to keep quiet. We would watch and then we would go back to the room, you know, as best we could. You know, we'd go, we'd watch it, go back, and then afterwards turn off the TV, uh, and then go back to the room. And that was it. Uh, it wasn't easy. I will say that. It wasn't easy. But, um, you know, as my mom said, God works in mysterious ways. And because of, you know, our living situations and the fact that I was doing, uh, the fact that I had, basically barely survived junior high at Bret Hart Junior High um, in Hayward. My mom decided that along with, you know, my uh, personal, um, you know, my personal situation, you know, the, uh, the disability I had, which I'm over with now, thank, thank the Lord uh, and everything. Well, mostly over with, thank the Lord, but because of my personal um you know, uh, Hirschborn's disease, if you will, that um, I was, thank the Lord, I've gotten over over now. I'm basically, you know, you know, disease, you know, basically, um, you know, Hirschborn's free, if you will. I mean, I got the scars and everything to, to show for what I went through as a child, as a baby, basically. But anyway, uh, c- coupled with, with that, the way I would be, and, you know, then what, what happened over at Bret Hart at times, they, my mom decided that the best solution for me, um, the best solution for me uh, was to go back to to Kansas and live with my dad. And that's what I did. And I went back in June of 1994 after I graduated uh, junior high. And it was through then, just the short months before the premiere, basically I was... I had arrived basically in June of 94, middle of June 94, and um, just months away from high school. And it was um, it was during that time that my dad and I um, bought a, a VCR from a pawn shop. It was workable for most of the time I was using it. So we bought a VCR from the, from the pawn shop. And my dad, I think, had just gotten a job uh, at a place called Southwest Publishing, I think he just got this job, and um, and even not he, 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 I think even before that he allowed me to go down and watch some cartoons and everything. Uh, but anyway, he like I said, he just gotten this job, and I think he had to work on Saturdays uh, as well. So I was able to record some shows, and one of the things I would do is I would create these variety VHSs with a lot of the Saturday morning cartoons on them. And Sonic Season 1 was one of the shows I put on there alongside, you know, Wild West Cowboys and Moo Mesa, T- TMNT, 
um, X-Men, you name it. Um, I basically bundled it together as one. Unfortunately, I don't have that VHS anymore because pretty much it's destroyed. Yeah, a um, little bit of history on that. Um, the VHS is that I recorded season one of Sonic on originally. They're no more. They were in a box that I had to leave in Kansas when I moved back here. And now that box is pretty much uh, recycled. You mean what you're drinking out of right now could have been comprised of that um, VHS that I had to show on. <laughs> you know, so so go figure. Um, anyway, anyway, after, but anyway, uh, doing that, I had decided to take a page out of one of my cousin's playbooks here in California and dedicate one VHS tape to season two of Sonic Sat AM. And, uh, that's what I did. Now, even before this time, you know, before I uh, moved back to Kansas, like I said, we were able to, uh, watch cartoons as best we could. Either I had to watch it on the television in the same room I was sharing with my mom and my sisters, or I had to uh, sneak into the kitchen to watch it as best I could, you know, without, you know, waking anybody. And um, I do remember the first season concluding with, um, with Heads or Tails. Uh, I do remember that. I do remember it concluding with Heads or Tails. Now you might say, well, how, now you might wonder, well, how far along was I before, you know, watching Saturday and before I moved, uh, moved back to California with my mom and my sisters. Well, I was far along basically about since it debuted on the 18th, this very day on a Saturday. And, you know, I had 18th at the 25th and I had the first uh, Saturday in October. So I would say basically about three weeks worth of Sonic season one. And because we moved, um, I was able to at least, I think, when we stopped at a hotel or something like that, you know, wake up the next morning, I was able to watch one episode and before we left uh, to get back on the road. And then I continued trying to watch it, like I said, the best I can when we lived with my grandparents. And I do remember, I do remember basically the final episode I watched for season one, like a lot of us, was Heads or Tails. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, that was kind of a surprise to me because I remember watching it for the first time and I'm thinking, you know, what is this? Because uh, my initial thought was, is this a special episode? Because the characters look, you know, like the comic book, you know, version. The con At the time, I, I looked at the episode and I was like, is this a special episode? Because I'm like, they look like the comic book counterparts. And it wasn't until, of course, years later that I found out it was the pilot. You know, that's what it was. And I found out it was the pilot because I kept thinking, okay, because like a lot of us, I kept thinking, you know, what is this? You know, why is this such a different episode? And it wouldn't be until, like, say, years later, mostly around my senior year in, in high school, that... I found out, I th well, my late, my second half of my junior year into throughout my senior year that because we were getting the internet and everything hooked up, you know, at the school, you know, just like any, all the high schools at the time were, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, basically we were getting the internet hooked up and, you know, there were times that the teachers, when we had nothing to do, mostly sometimes on a Friday, uh, especially if you were part of the computer class, they would allow you to you know, freelance. They would allow you to explore the internet as long as it was appropriate. And uh, I remember, you know, looking up Sonic Stat AM and finding out that Heads or Tails was the pilot. Now, at first, I, you know, couldn't believe that. But years later, years later, basically, uh, when I started living on my own and then I would use the computer lab at the Independent Inc. in Lawrence, Kansas, was my suspicions confirmed that, you know, of what I saw originally, that yes, this was the, the pilot. Because the character, because, you know, as the years went on, you know, with the, uh, with the help of the internet, we, I was able to find that one clip that I've shared with you guys from the 1992 CSS, where they had that different introduction for Sonic Sadiam and you saw the characters the way they were. Basically, the, the you know basically those are the, those were the designs as we also saw in Heads or Tails. 
that were originally going to uh, be the designs, you know, going forward. And that is until basically, I think, uh, Sega and Dick Entertainment saw the pilot and said, okay, characters are great and everything, but let's update the, the look. Let's modernize the look, make them look more, you know, appealing in, in a sense. And, you know, that's what they did. And for a lot of us, it's probably the best decision they've made. Uh, but, yeah, getting back to, you know, the second season, you know, and how I dedicated a VHS to that, like I said, moved back with my moved back to Kansas, uh, flew back and moved in back or moved back in with my dad, and we bought a like I said a VCR from a pawn shop. It was workable for a couple of months, and I like I said I used that to record, you know, some you know cartoons in variety f- format on on tapes uh, that I would watch at any time, and like I said. Some of the variety tapes I had had Sonic Season 1 on there along with TMNT, you know, the CBS one with the Action Zone and everything, as well as X-Men and Wild West Cowboys and all that. And then uh, basically Season 2 came around and I made the decision I was going to dedicate one VHS to it. And unfortunately, I missed the first episode of Season 2. Now, I've gone back and watched it you know, several times over like any of us, but I missed watching it the first time, but I made up for that the next weekend when I started recording on a regular Saturday morning basis, all the episodes as best they could from, uh, what was it? Uh, no, what was it? Uh, Sonic conversion, no brainer, blasted past one and two, uh, fed, the odd couple fed up with Antoine, Dulce, and then the void. But what was interesting Oh, not interesting, but what was unfortunate uh, about the Void situation was that would be the last episode of anything I would record on on v- uh, I would record on VHS with that recorder. Because what happened was, even though it still played tapes, the VCR pretty much, or, well, not the VCR, but the recording option pretty much went like that. You know, it pretty much burnt out. Like, you could still play tapes and everything, you just could not record. And if you tried to record, you'd probably get something, but it wouldn't look good. So, yeah, the only thing I had Sonic Sonic Saturday M-wise on VHS for a while, besides the variety stuff of season with season one as a part of them, was that one tape. But unfortunately, that tape is also history now, which, again, as I said earlier, was pretty much recycled and broken down it's pretty much maybe something like let's say a can you're drinking beer or soda out of right now but yeah i had an interesting history with this show really interesting and you know anytime i was in the mood to watch sonic Saturday m when i still had that vhs tape i would watch it and the one i would watch the most besides let's say the void which Unfortunately, the tape got screwed up there. What happened is it got caught. You know how you know tapes get caught sometimes in machines. That part got screwed up a little bit, so I had to um, play it as fix it as best I could. It wasn't just that it got caught or anything. It was the fact that I accidentally almost recorded over it, so I had to stop it, and then I guess it got caught or something like that. And um, as far as I remember, but I remember watching the VHS a lot, and I remember watching. Um, you know, I remember watching Blasted the Past a lot on it. I remember watching uh, The Void on it. And heck, I remember watching the Dulcie episode a lot because I thought those were good. Those were, I thought those were uh, excellent episodes that they did. So, you know, so yeah, it was one of those uh, situations, honestly, that, um, you know, it's just one of those situations that was unfortunate that uh, I never got, I never kept, I never kept my tapes. I know I, I, and I, that's one thing I regret about when I moved it back out here in 2007, like I should have found a way to pack my tapes, you know, but I didn't. And that was my fault. Now, thankfully, um, like I said, um, I was able to get in contact with some people throughout the years and get Sonics at AM. I think one of them that helped me out was, I think it may have been Rafaela XD. Yeah, I think it was. It was Rafaela XD, 
And she had a website, which was called Kaifu, which was K-A-I-F-F-U.com. And the reason she put that on some of the videos, especially VCDs of like series and all that that she liked, was so that she wouldn't get in trouble. Um, I'm assuming copyright situation and all that. So I got in contact with her one time and she said, yeah, I can help you out. And she and she sold me because she had I, I, I'm assuming she still does. But she had a peripheral of VCDs of Sonic Saturday AM, and she sold me uh, basically all the VCDs that she had at that time, along with again, which I'm sure she had more. She had more of, but she sold me basically one set of Sonic Saturday AM VCDs with all the episodes on them, which I was which I was glad to have. Which is why, as I've shown you in many videos before, you see that Best of Sonic the Hitchhawk DVD I have. Those other Sonic the Hitchhawk Saturday AM DVDs I had before the before Shout Factory did anything. That was because of the VCDs that uh, Rafaela XD had um, supplied to me. Um, so, so yeah, it was. Um, so yeah, I, I ended up getting. So like I said, she helped me with the VCDs, which of course allowed me to make some DVDs out of them when I had a DVD recorder. And then, of course, like a lot of us, I was excited basically in 2004 when it was announced we were getting a Sonic Saturday AM DVD. Now, unfortunately, the DVD wasn't exactly what we thought it was going to be, but it was still something. As a matter of fact, hold on for a second. Just to just the mic here a little bit. Just a headset. How I do this? Trying to adjust it. There we go. There we go. Yeah, there we go. All right. Things cool. Everything cool. We in? All right. All right. So anyway, like I said, I was kind of glad that. You know, like a lot of us, I was glad to hear that they were um, releasing a. Um, excuse me, well, it's just a headset here again. Just want to make sure everything's adjusted. Um, but anyway, uh, like a lot of us, say just a headset here. <laughs> so hard to do sometimes. But like a lot of us in 2004, I was actually ecstatic uh, when I found out that they were releasing a DVD. And that DVD, of course, was this one. This is the very same DVD I got uh, when it first came out. And it's not really nothing special or anything. It's just, it's comprised of uh, basically about five episodes. It says four, but it's actually five. Because the bonus episode is basically after you uh, play little trivia game here. As it says here on the special features and the and the episode that it unlocks is Sonic and the Secret Scrolls. But what it has on here is basically um, Sonic and Sally, uh, basically, it's Sonic and Sally, it's um, Harmonic Sonic, it's Sonic Boom, Sonic Racer. It's basically what you would find on the VHSs is on here so that was pretty cool so that was really pretty cool to, to have 
have listed, like I said, it, um, yeah, it's supersonic. It's, um, let's see. Yeah, supersonic, Sonic and Sally. It's, uh, yeah, it's Sonic Racer. And um, Sonic Boom. It was basically, well, not Harmonic Sound, but basically it's Supersonic, Sonic Racer, Sonic and Sally, and Sonic Boom on here, along with Sonic and the Secret Scrolls. Now, if you take a look at who distributed it right there on the bottom, let me make sure you guys can you guys can see that. If you can see who distributed it right there on the bottom, yeah, it says Lion Gates and Trimark Home Video, right? Well, guess what happened? Uh, and I'm sure a lot of you have heard about this. Uh, Vista, Benu Vista, which is a Disney property, Benu Vista was not happy about this. They were not thrilled that uh, Deke Entertainment had gone and done this. I think Deke Entertainment and Sega, I'm not really sure who's the one at fault the most, but they weren't thrilled that this was done because they had owned uh, the, they had ownership, they had distributing license ownership, if you will, of any Deke Entertainment series at that time, including Sonic Sat-A-M. So as quickly as this was released, it got pulled. And I remember getting several copies of it um, as well. I remember getting a copy that I think I sent to uh, Rafaela XD as a thank you for helping me out. I sent one, I think, to my cousin out here. And then I bought myself an extra copy, which I sold to, uh, or sold back to Hastings uh, to um, uh, basically get some money. And it was through Hastings that I got basically this copy right here on DVD. But like I said, as quickly as it got released, you know, it got uh, pulled because, again, um, Disney, who um, owns Benefista Entertainment, you know, was. Um, as I adjust the mic here a little bit so you guys can see it better. There you go. Benef Disney, who owns Benavista Entertainment, was not thrilled that this happened without the consent. So, yeah, that got pulled. And it would be a while before we'd get another DVD release. Now, in between that time, I did go onto a, a website um, based on a, a store website based in Canada. And I was able to do something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. Now, what's funny is when I first saw these, I saw these basically in 1994 at a Target. Me and my dad were shopping around at a Target one time, and we were going past the electronics section. And basically, of course, VHSs were still big at that time. So anytime something new came out for, you know, the family or for, you know, for the moviegoers or whatever, they would have displays, right? Well, in the in the middle of the aisle of the movies display, they had these Sonic Stadium VHSs. And I was like, oh, I have to get these, but I couldn't. So one of the things I tried to do was I tried to um, record the VHSs um, onto other VHSs. Yeah, I rented basically some of these from Blockbuster, and I think what I also did is I rented a, a VCR that was had the recording option on it. And I tried to record uh, one of these onto VHS as best I could. And even though it recorded, of course, because of its copy protection on there, it didn't come out so well. So even though it didn't come out so well, at least I had something, if you know what I mean. But it wouldn't be until years later when I lived on my, my own and I went online and to a Canadian shop, I don't know if it was an Amazon Canadian uh, place or no, no, it was it was not Amazon. It was a it was a store. It was a CD something store. And I saw these, and I saw how much they were, and I was like, I'm going to get them, and I did. And what I ended up getting was the original Deke Tune Time videos, the Beta Vista releases of the series of season one. So here we have Sonic Racer, which of course has the episode Sonic Racer, and it has Sonic Boom on there um, as well. And it is uh, the original uh, cassette on there, so that's pretty cool uh, to have in the collection. And then I also ended up getting later on Supersonic, which, of course, has the Supersonic episode on there 
along with the Sonic and Sally episode, which again, original uh, cassette and everything, pretty, which is pretty nice. And then, of course, Hooked on Sonics, which is, of course, that's the episode Hooked on Sonics and uh, I think Warp Sonic. Yeah, that's the episode. It's called Warp Sonic. Not Sonic Boom. It's called Warp Sonic, where Sally goes on a more personal mission. Warp Sonic basically being the episode where she find, we first find out about her father. So, yeah, I ended up getting these through that a Canadian um, movie site that was selling them. And I was just thrilled to have them finally because at least I had so- something Sonic Sadie M wise, um, you know, in my possession. I was just really thrilled to have that. And then, of course, years later, we got the announcement that we were finally getting a complete series set. And I found this out, I think, along along with everybody else. I found this out through the Fans United for Sadie M site, and uh, the announcement was made to uh, Sonic Stadium, Sonic HQ, and all the places that you would go for Sonic uh, news and everything. Now, Shout Factory was doing this. Uh, thanks to Brian Ward, who I actually, I think I did communicate with a little bit because, you know, he wanted input from a lot of fans, not just artwork, but input. So I think I got in contact with him uh, once or twice uh, to kind of give my input a little bit, which I think he appreciated. But in the end, in the end, though, 14 years ago in March, at the end of March, 14 years ago in 2007, we finally got a complete official release of Sonic Sat AM on uh, DVD. And what was unique about this is it was a DVD by, made by the fans for the fans, distributed officially by Shout Factory. And it's got a bunch of extras on there, like interviews with Jaleel White, uh, interviews with Ben Hurst storyboard to screen the entire doomsday project episode deleted and deleted and extended scenes from uh the uh episode uh Drood hedge and stuff uh different um storyboard to screen opening alternate opening for sonic sat m which was the one they um uh, showed at the 1992 css um presentation but yeah just really cool to you know, and along with a lot of other things, but just really cool to to have this um, in the collection. I'll finally have this released in in the collection. And here we have the covers, of course, by Ben uh, Ken Penders, and then that's some fan art on the back. And then, of course, you have some fan art on the front and the back of the two uh, cases. And then, let's see. Let's go to disc one and two first. On disc one and two, on the inside, you have artwork on the, on the DVDs. And then, you know, you have artwork on the uh, on the back as well, which is really nice. And again, it was, it basically was touted, it was basically touted as a, um, a DVD, as a, uh, as a, is uh, basically a set for the fans by the fans because the fans were the ones that got behind it. And believe it or not, on the bottom here, I, I don't know if you can really read that right there. It's credited Fans United for Sat AM is credited along, you know, credited for basically making this, you know, making this happen, um, if you will. And then, of course, we have disc three and four, which again has fan art in, on it. And, um, and then, of course, fan art on the on the disc. And then on the inside, you see some more fan art. And then the fan art you might see, recognize on the top, you know, is Jay Foxfire, which I did send a, a copy to. I did send her one of these um, as well because I think she helped me out sending me something as well uh, down the line. She sent me something. I think it might have been, uh, I don't know. I think it was Sonic-related or something. I'm not really sure. But she sent me something, and she also did me the commissions for Pretty Woman with Sonic and Sally being in the roles of Jean, Richard Gere and Julie, Ro, Julia Roberts, the Pretty Woman cover. And then she did the one with Sally and the Boba Bats emerging underneath. So I decided to send her, Rafaela XD, uh, my cousins and my nephews out here, several copies. I bought several copies of these for them. And, of course, I bought myself one uh, to watch. But then... I also decided 
to buy myself another one. And this one has never been open in 14 years that I've had it. It's the original sticker and everything. It's the original sticker and everything still in its saran wrap and everything, which is really nice, which means nothing's been touched. So, yeah, I got a watchable copy and a collectible copy, which is really nice to have. And, you know, what? And the thing is, you know, I found out later on, are you ready for this? Um, when I had my ILO and then, of course, with my Sony DVD recorder, which is primarily worked on mostly, I found out that these DVDs were recordable. Yeah. There was no copyright on them. And they were recordable. I could basically do what I wanted with them. And I basically did the Doomsday Project movie thing that I created. You know, the one I showed you a lot, the one you see here on my channel. I basically did it using these with uh, my DVD, my Sony DVD recorder. But that wasn't the end of it because then later on, uh, End Circle, when they got acquired the license to distribute some of the shows, decided to bring out a Mega Mix uh, DVD. And on here, they, they decided to include the episodes Ultrasonic and Supersonic to um, basically, you know, kind of compile things together, kind of make things rounded out because it's a mixture of Adventures Underground and Sonics at AM, which is really nice. Um, but yeah, it was really cool to get these and have them in the collection. And I just... I was just proud of it. I was just happy to finally be able to to watch these when I wanted to watch them. Now, nowadays, you could watch Sonics at AM almost anywhere. You can watch it on Pluto TV. You can watch, I think, one season on Tubin. You can watch um, most. You can, yeah, you can watch it on Pluto TV. You can watch it on Tubin. You know, season one that is. You can watch. Uh, you, you you can watch it on Paramount Plus as well as you can watch it here on YouTube through the Wild Brain channels. So, yeah, so you, if you ever want to watch Sonic's at AM again, mostly on its anniversary day, you know, this would be the, – the, you got a variety of options. That's what I'm trying to say is you got a variety of options. And I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm really happy about that. And what's funny is – that uh, basically what's funny is that, um, you know, I, I don't I don't think anybody expected, you know, out of the two Sonic shows they distributed that year in 1993, I don't think anybody expected the one that would come on Saturday mornings would be the one that would take off and become what it is today. But it did. It became exactly what, you know what they you know what a lot of people felt it would be it became a huge massive hit and there have been several attempts as everybody knows several attempts to try to get it back off the ground i mean ben hurst when he was around um tried his best to you know find a way to continue with the third season at least give it you know which would probably give it a public conclusion uh, you know he tried shopping it around to networks i think he tried to get a movie going Never happened. He even tried and trusted Ken Penders, which that didn't work. They came back to bite him. You know, so he tried what he could to get it going. But now we have a group of people called Team Season or Season Animated that are doing what they can because they originally started doing Season 3 through a webcomic on Fans United for so so Sonic AM or SonicsAdAM.com. And... Um, you know, they started doing it there and they're continuously doing it through the webcomics as well, but they're now also going the animation route. And what they're doing is the fin the from what I can tell, my personal opinion is they're getting real close to finishing the first episode of uh, season three. Basically, um, what they're doing is they're taking what they did in the webcomic. And they're basically adapting it into an animated form, finally. Um, and they've been doing this for years. And what's funny is they got a lot of good talent behind it, a lot of good animation talent, animators, if you will. They even got some people that worked on the original show helping them out. So 
you know, that's a feather in the cap to, you know, be able to get that, you know, be able to get those kind of people uh, to work with them. So, yeah, you know, you got fans like them trying their best to revive it. You got uh, fans doing what's known as Sonic Rejuiced or Satyam Rejuiced, where basically fans will take certain scenes from season one and season two from different episodes and reanimate them in a way that is more stylish and more uh, contemporary, if you will, and maybe a little funny at times. You know, they're doing that, which um, is which I think is really nice. And, you know, you just got a lot of fans doing what they can. And, if you will, to contribute in trying to get this off the ground. I mean, you even have fans nowadays uh, doing a hashtag rally for Sally. And the reason for that is to get Sally back into the medium of, more, of being just more of a, a – basically, the, it's an attempt to not just get Sally but get the Freedom Fighters back into the mainstream because – you know, nobody wants them to become forgotten characters. And Sally, the reason this started was because of the fact that you had these new, at at the time, comic book exclusive characters, Tangle and Whisper, uh, debut in the mobile games Sonic Dash and Sonic Forces Speed Battle. And that didn't sit well with fans. And they're like, well, if they can get in, why can't a character like Sally, who's been there a long time? You know, so that's how that started. And it's now progressed and becoming something more like, you know, fans, you know, no, they just, they don't just want her in, in the mobile games. They want her, you know, outside of that as well. They want her in more Sonic medium. And so they're doing this hashtag rally for Sally deal. Heck, I'll be honest with you. You know, I have a Teespring store um, now, as I've mentioned in several of my videos and I just, and I said I was doing some new, trying to come up with some new ideas for merchandise. And one of the merchandise ideas I've come up with is I went to Google and I downloaded um, two hashtag Rally for Sally pictures. And I've put them on T-shirts and mugs and pint glasses, if you will, tote bags, which you could purchase over the Teespring store to show your support uh, for Rally for Sally. Because if, you know, and I'm not the only one that's done that. There's others that have done that as well. Others have done the same thing. And they do it because they they feel that if they do it, it sends a message to Sega, not just Sega of America, but Sega as a whole of, hey, you know, this character you should not ignore. This character has been around since the beginning. This is a character you created initially, and she deserves to have a second chance, a second run, along with the other characters associated with her. So, so yeah, you know, it's, so yeah, now you got, like I say, you got fans doing that. You got fans being hopeful that, you know, at the end of the second movie of Sonic, which comes out next year, that, you know, we get a cliffhanger where, you know, we'll see a silhouette of a character, maybe communicating with Sonic and Tails. And, and then maybe after the communication, we see the character step out of the shadows and it's her, you know, it's Sally, you know, people are hoping for that. People are hoping for her to show up in Sonic Boom, which I think is a possibility because despite what people may say, you know, this is supposed to be exploring multiple dimensions. And I do get the idea of what they're talking about there, you know, when it comes to, you know, the premise of multiple dimensions and it's supposedly just set in the game world. But again, you got this platform in front of you that, you know, you could do anything you want with. And to me, you know, to me, I think it's just, it's too, it's, it's too much of an opportunity. It's too much of an opportunity not to, not to pass up because if you pass it up, you know, fans are going to be upset. So I think they need to at least do something that brings her into the, into the Sonic Prime uh, series. You know, if I, did I say, and did I say Sonic Boom? It's late. I do apologize. But like I said, it's, it was, it would be something that basically, you know, that it's something that basically you don't want to pass up because if you do, fans are not going to be, you know, satisfied with it. So it's something that you want to bring in and you want it's someone that you want to bring in somehow, some way um, into uh, into the franchise and everything. And thank you all for joining me on this live chat. Really appreciated uh, this late night. If you want to donate, Super Chats are open too, but that's up to you. 
Um, but anyway, like I said, uh, like I said, though, um, it's just, you know, it's, it's gotten to a point, the Sonic Saturday phenomenon has gotten to a point that, like I said, now you got character, you got fans rallying for characters that were initially, they were basically a mar- uh, a benchmark. They were basically a status quo for for the show that they want to see him back. And a lot of people, even Ken Penders, credits the show itself for allowing them to take the Archie comic um, away from the silliness that it was originally about, basically being a hybrid of here's the adventure setting and everything, the comedic tone of adventures. But, oh, we're going to have the Sadie M characters in there. Um, you know, Ken Penders, in a way, credits you know, Sonic Saturday AM for allowing them to, you know, move the comic away from that and make it more mature, make it a little bit more darker and grittier, basically allow it to grow up along with its fan base, which um, was really, uh, was re- which was really neat to see because I remember, you know, reading some of the comics for the first time. Um, uh, excuse me. I remember, remember reading the comics, for, some of the f- comics for the first time, not the, not just the earlier ones, which I did, I did read. In fact, I have, in fact, I have some of the original ones still, like issue 11 when it first came out. You know, I still have that. But uh, anyway, I remember, you know, I remember basically starting to read the issues as they got into like the, the 20th issues and all that. And you still had the comedic elements here and there. But I started noticing it was getting a little bit more serious, a little bit more familiar. When I started feeling that familiarity, I remember reading one issue one day, and I'm like, this is just like Sonic Saturday AM, but in comic book form. And it, because it was, because it was. And, you know, it just, it felt like, you know, issue after issue, you were reading an episode of Sonic Saturday AM uh, for quite some time. So, you know, it, it was quite, you know, so yeah, Ken Penders even, like I said, credits them for, you know, getting the, the comic out of its silly era and into the more serious, gritty era that it got, that it became known for. Uh, for a while, but yeah, I was, I was, you know, like I said, just, you know, I was, I was just, you know, enthralled with this show and, and all I was just, I just loved watching this show because it was really cool. And the ending, I'll tell you this season two really brought it. I'll, I'll give Ben Hurst, God rest his soul. I'll give him a lot of credit. Season two brought it. Because not only did it give us an overarching story arc, if you will, but it gave us origins of how things came to be. And it gave us essentially what I felt was a great closure, what we thought originally was going to be a closure to just a season, but unfortunately became the closure for for the series. But even so, gave us a great closure for that time. I mean, I look at the facts and I still stand by this that, you know, I believe ABC and Deacon Entertainment missed the boat, you know, by not airing the final four episodes in prime time, like Fox and CBS had done with some of those Saturday morning cartoons, like Fox had done it with Batman. They had done it with X-Men and Power Rangers. And, and then of course, CBS at times would do it with TMNT. To me, uh, basically ABC and Deacon Entertainment missed the boat by, you know, not airing the final four episodes, including maybe the void, in prime time to, you know, uh, to, to set up, you know, for, for the finale to get people to get more eyeballs on the product. If you, if you kind of get what I'm saying, because I think if they would have done that, especially on a Friday, I don't think honestly, ABC would wanted, you know, even under the new ownership, I don't think ABC would have wanted to remove Sonic because they would see that the viewership numbers in prime time, along with the repeats the next day were enough to justify maybe another season, but they didn't do that. I also look at the fact that they could have took in the final four episodes, like what I did, put it in prime time as a movie on a Friday night, maybe during Thanksgiving holiday. And who knows what would have happened, you know, what the outcome would have been, but, but I can be honest with you. I think it would have had a lot of viewers tuning in for that. There is no doubt in my my opinion they would have had a lot of viewers tuning in for that, but yeah, the ABC just to me they dropped the ball when you know when it came to this. I mean, you know, new owners or not, they could have kept this show going, and they had many opportunities, like I just said, to do that, but they never took advantage of it. I mean, 
I mean, the reason Power Rangers and X-Men succeeded in prime time, along with Batman, was because Fox, who aired all those shows at that time, realized that, hey, if we're going to get people on this, people's eyeballs on these products, on these new toys of ours, then we need to put it, we need to give them a sneak peek at a time or during a time frame where we know we're going to get those eyeballs, we're going to get those viewers. And they realized, hey, prime time is the best way to go. And look what happened. And I think ABC, if they would have done the same thing, Dick and, Dick and the Tame and ABC would have done the same thing. I think they would have experienced the same success, in my opinion. But overall, you know, what are you, but overall, what are you going to do? It still, to me, is a phenomenal show. There's no getting around that. I mean, like I said, you have season now, team season, season animated right now, doing the best to, you know, revive it, not just through web comic form, but through animation form, which I think is really, really good on the part, really great on the part of, of them to do that. And again, like you said, yeah, like I said, you have fans rallying for for Sally to come back in some capacity. You know, hopefully that will happen. Um, and now on top of that, you have a fan um, who's hopeful right now by just the way they're updating everybody on social media. You have a mostly on Twitter. You have a fan that's hopeful right now at trying to get a. Uh, basically a history book, if you will, like a guidebook, you know, uh, of Sonic ZDM. You know, yeah, basically a history book guidebook of Sonic ZDM out and about by either the end of either by either the end of this year or mostly into next year. And and to me, when you have somebody that wants to, you know, get all the information they can, you know, on you know, on this series to compile into a history book to um, publish, you know, for everybody to have and own, you know, that is dedication right there. Now, as a fan, like, you know, as a fan myself, I do have some resources that if I get a chance, I'm going to help them out with. For example, if I can pull this up here, if I can pull this up, for example, if I just move the cord here, for example, I have in here a couple of things that I got off eBay and stuff um, down the line. I got off eBay, and some of them were sent to me by Frank Hill. Uh, but some of them I got through eBay and stuff, which was – I was surprised to get them. Like, let me see if I can pull them out here, some of them right here. We have – look at this. These are copies, coloring guides, if you will, for uh, several um, episodes of season two. So here we have a coloring guide for Loop of Cry of the Wolf, which is really, really nice. And this is number 132. So obviously they made copies and everything to have around, but this is just one of the production copies of the coloring guide. And then we have, uh, from Dulcie, we have Sally in Nightgown. This is number 335. And then from the uh, short that they did, because in season two, they would do several shorts. In the short, The Odd Couple, we have Bunny in Bathrobe, Coloring Guide. This is number 257, which is really cool to have. And hopefully I'll be able to scan these and send him copies so he can see them. And then uh, on top of that, I also have this as well. This is number 269 and number 039. This is actually a um, one of those uh, animation sheets that they use to animate the characters. And this is from Heads or Tails. This is Sally from Heads or Tails which I thought was nice. And then, of course, um, Frank Hill sent me this. It's just a screenshot from uh, Fed Up with Antoine. And then uh, Frank also sent me this. This is a promotional thing from ABC when the show came out, the second season, I think. 
And um, let me see here. Let me see if I got another one. No, that's not it. That's another picture he sent me. Let me see what I got here. Ah, here we go. Oh, no, that's, uh, that's not it either. You know, where is it? Where is it? Come on, where is it? That might be it. I don't know. Hold on. Yeah, I think this might be might be it. Hold on. Oh, it's a uh, cardboard that just came out of it. <laughs> Let me pull this out. Here it is. And then this is a another one he sent me. This is um, for season two of Sonic Set AM right there. So these are things that you know I have that I you know like I said the uh, the coloring sheets um, I got through um, uh, through Am uh, through eBay and stuff, and then of course the uh, as well as the Sally drawing as well because you can notice the the numbering um, on them. Um, if you will, you notice the the numbering on them as I try to get this in here as best best I can without you know ruining them or anything. There we go. But yeah, I have those, and if I can make some copies of them, scan copies of them through the scanner, I can send them to the to the guy that's um, basically trying to do the history book um, on the show. He's trying to do the history book you know, on the show and, um, hopefully, um, hopefully, you know, he'll, he'll be able to utilize them, but yeah, again, you know, being a fan of Sonic's at AM for as long as I've been, it's, it's been a thrill. It's really been a thrill. And I, I can't really say any more than that. I mean, the fact that I've gone out and gotten things like this, which have only two episodes of Sonic's at AM along with underground, the fact that I have a viewable copy of the complete series set from Shout Factory, as well as an unopened copy as it was originally first released, as well as the Toon Time VHS, um, you know, tapes um, as well, along with basically the first official DVD release that was released and then basically removed as quickly as it was released, it, it shows you how big of a fan you know, I was, or not was, but I was and still am, um, if you will. I mean, I even have a big poster, basically, of the Sonic Set AM DVD cover um, staring right at me right now. I have that. Uh, and you've seen that in my room tour videos. Um, so, yeah, I've, again, I've been a huge fan for a long time. And, you know, it's hard to believe that, you know, It's hard to believe that in two years, two years, guys, can you believe this? In two years, it's going to be 30 years since the show was released. I mean, we're celebrating Sonic's official 30th anniversary now. In two years, we'll be celebrating the official 30th anniversary of SAT-AM. That's saying something. That is saying something. But, you know, I. but anyway, though, guys, I, I just wanted to come on here and, um, you know, just share with you uh, my history of Sonic SAT-AM, how I got to watch it what I've enjoyed about it, you know, you know, how I've seen it basically evolve and, you know, you know, be taken on, you know, on be taken into these new levels of, you know, of the fandom and everything and how, you know, people like Ken Penders with you, like the guy you don't credit it for, you know, basically evolving the Archie book from the silly error to the more serious gritty error, very sad. I'm inspired error, if you will. So, yeah, you know, I I just again just wanted to come on here and share you share with you my my thoughts and everything, my love for the show on the 28th anniversary of the show on the very day, the very day, not just the date because the date can fall on any day, but this is one of those rare occasions where the you know the anniversary, uh, the date, the anniversary date falls on the very day it debuted, which is Saturday. So I'm just. So I'm just glad to, like I say, be a part of it and be, you know, be happy, you know, you know, be happy to, you know, be a fan overall. And um, I know I'm slurring my world, my words is late. It's about one, almost one twenty, 
yeah, it's about one twenty in the morning Pacific time now. But uh, again, I just wanted to come on here and give you my thoughts overall, you know, as, as a fellow fan. And if anything, I do recommend doing this. Uh, if you got Paramount Plus, or if you got Pluto TV, or if you got YouTube, which anybody has, my suggestion is to watch Sonic Stadium around the time that it came out for you when you first saw it, or at least find the time during Saturday morning the upcoming daytime morning hours to watch Sonic Stadium, maybe, you know, back to back or whatever episode you feel you're in the mood to, to watch, I would suggest doing it. Me, I'm probably going to look into watching uh blast of the past, because again, that was one of the episodes that I watched the most of um, when I had it on VHS. So I do recommend if you want to watch a, a Sonic AM episode or two to celebrate it on the very day. Again, not just the date, because the date could fall in any day, but the very day that it debuted on a Saturday, which is also for this year, the falling on this, which basically also houses the anniversary date as to when the show came out. I would suggest doing it. And for me, I'm probably going to do it, and I'm probably going to watch Blast of the Past Part 1 and 2. But again, guys, I just wanted to come on here and uh, just talk about my love for the show. And hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Thank you all for joining me in the live chat on this late night uh, live stream on, you know, going into Saturday now. <laughs> and um, again, I again really appreciate the support and uh, just want to close out by saying happy anniversary to Sonic ZDM and a big thank you to those that contributed to the show to make it what it is, to make it the phenomenon it is today. And also want to say thank you to the fellow fan, my fellow, or to my fellow Saturday AM fans out there. If it wasn't for you, there wouldn't be no Saturday AM uh, to talk about even to this day. Uh, so until, so until next time, guys, again, just wanted to thank you all uh, for watching, staying up with me late here. And, um, you know, again, my suggestion is to celebrate on the anniversary date of its release on the very day, on the very day it debuted, which is a Saturday. My suggestion is to pop in. Uh, if you got the DVD, do that. DVD set, do that. Or if you have Paramount Plus or you got access to YouTube, my suggestion is to watch whatever episode you're in the mood to to celebrate uh, the anniversary. Me, I'm probably going to watch Blast of the Past, part one and two. But that's all I'm going to say, guys. So until next time. God bless. Take care. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for tuning in late. From, tuning in late, hanging out with me here on this late night Saturday. Uh, really appreciate it. And that's all I'm going to say, guys. So it's getting late. You know, it's almost about 1:25. So I'm going <laughs> to shut it down now. And um, you all, guys, take care. And again, happy anniversary to Sonic Saturday AM. We're almost to 30, guys. 20. 23 it, it'll be here faster than you know so um again thank you all for watching sticking with me on this late night late live stream talking about sonic Saturday m's anniversary and i am out take care peace oops <laughs>